Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hello, DTNS listeners, and welcome back to another edition of the Monthly Science News. I'm Dr. Nikki Ackermans, your science correspondent, here with some of the top science and tech stories that happened this April. Let's start out with some conservation. If you listened to my Scientists in Tech miniseries last January, you remember my interview with Dilsa Daktikin, a colleague of mine who uses camera traps for her research on large mammal population dynamics. Well, researchers at Ohio University are working on extracting even more data out of camera trap images with the help of machine learning to identify individual animals and even how they're related to each other. The well-named Imageomics Lab received a National Science Foundation grant for this work last year and created a machine learning platform called Wildbook, or Flukebook for whales and dolphins, which, again, are great names. These platforms compile images like those taken by tourists on vacation, researchers in the field, and images from camera traps. Then, they use computer vision algorithms to analyze the images and identify an animal's markings. The algorithm then uses the similarities and differences in data patterns, just like fingerprints, to try and identify species and individuals, since a zebra's stripes or a whale's tail markings are unique identifiers, even though it might not look like that to us at a first glance. Some work that this group did on leopards has even shown that the spot pattern between animals can reveal whether or not two individuals are related. This program lets researchers count animal populations, track their movements, and learn about their social networks based on these pictures without having to interact with the animal in any negative way to install a GPS collar or a tag, for example. It can also search publicly shared images for species of interest. Overall, with the decline of animal diversity due to habitat loss and climate change, this could be a really important tool to build accurate databases for large-scale diversity assessments and population dynamics. Similar projects include BirdNet, which analyzes bird vocalizations to track a population of Carolina wrens. Another one uses drone images to locate human threats near savanna herbivores. 
Yet another, called T-Rex, is an image tracking software that can follow an entire population of animals and was developed on a termite colony. And finally, another one called Deep Pose Kit tracks the 3D body positions of animals from drone footage. And, I mean, the possibilities just seem endless. You can check the data out for yourself at wildbook.org. Some space. The Verge reports that on April 27th, SpaceX successfully launched its seventh crewed mission into orbit, sending four astronauts to the International Space Station for half a year. As part of an ongoing collaboration with NASA, SpaceX has shuttled astronauts back and forth to the ISS four times already, the first crew being launched in a Dragon spacecraft in 2020. This trip took around 17 hours, after which the new crew members joined seven astronauts already living aboard the ISS. Lucky for you space nerds, we have some additional space news. Just a few days ago, the Ingenuity helicopter on Mars sent down some pictures of the wreckage left behind the Perseverance rover landing site. A cone-shaped shell and a parachute helped Perseverance descend through the Martian atmosphere with a relatively smooth landing. Those two parts were found by the little helicopter that came with the rover while it was doing its rounds. It imaged the cone back shell, which was wrecked after it intentionally dropped to the ground, as well as the parachute, which seems to be relatively intact. These images will let NASA know if their systems worked as intended and what they can improve in future landings. The video of the landing and these images makes Perseverance's Mars landing the most well-documented in history. The Ingenuity helicopter's next task is to find the best path for Perseverance to reach the top of a dry river delta in Mars's Jextero crater, where scientists say the best chance for traces of former life forms can be found. We're doing another drone story, but this one is on Earth, uh, in Canada to be exact. Last November, drones flew over British Columbia and dropped thousands of seeds onto what was once a forest, but it had burnt down in the 2017 fire season. Sometimes these fires get so hot that the seedlings can't regenerate, and that's where the drones come in. In a new pilot program, a group from the Forest Enhancement Society of British Columbia grew fir and pine seeds in a nursery up to little seedlings in a collaboration with Drone Seed, an agrotech startup. They then loaded the seedlings into drones, which dropped about 10,000 pucks per hectare, covering 52 hectares or about 128 acres in total. They hope the drone planting will help the forest recover quicker than it would on its own. It's also a lot less manual labor than planting trees by hand, let's just be honest. Results from this trial will come in over the next year to see if drone planting is the way of the future. Since we're already in the forest, let's move on to some spiders. A new article from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science shows that orb weaver spiders outsource their hearing to their web. Individual spider silk strands are so sensitive they can detect the movement of air particles when they vibrate from sound, as opposed to our eardrums, which work using pressure waves. Spiders grip their webs with little claws at the end of their legs, which can detect minuscule movements and vibrations. By spinning a web 10,000 times bigger than themselves, the spiders are essentially creating a huge acoustic antenna. In this study, 
researchers had an orb weaver spider build a web inside a rectangular frame within an insulated quiet room. They then used a speaker placed at different positions in the room and watched how the spider reacted in responses to changes in volume or in position, and used a laser to show the web's vibrations. The lab hopes to use bio-inspired materials based on spider silk to design highly sensitive microphones. Perhaps then the spiders can start their own podcasts. Closing up with a fun story. Electric chopsticks developed in collaboration between Japan's Meiji University and the food company Kirin produce an electrical current that makes your food taste saltier. Some very brave participants in this study reported that the use of these chopsticks made their food taste 1.5 times saltier on average. The electrical simulation waveform applied through the chopsticks isn't noticeable by the user, but aims to work on the salt and MSG in the food and sort of float it to the surface so you can taste it more. The goal is to reduce salt intake overall for health purposes. For now, though, I'm just going to continue recklessly dipping my sushi into way too much soy sauce. That's it for this month. I hope you feel just a little bit smarter. If you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at Ackermans Nicole, and I'll be back next month with more science and tech news. And if you're thinking, Nikki, you covered three biology stories this month, what gives? What about chemistry and math nerds? Guys, I'm a biologist, so I have a slight internal bias towards biology stories. But if you find a cool story that I may have missed and that you really like, send it over and I'll consider it to next month. And I will close up with a huge thank you to all of the people that I saw at TMS Vegas who complimented my work on DTNS. You guys are awesome. It was a huge pleasure. I will see you next month. Yay.